fans, welcome to another edition of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. As we uh, end out the year 2022 and we head straight into 2023, I, of course, am one of your three amazing hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined each and every week by our main man, Garrett G. Money Mun, and his hardcore holiness, the Tennessee Jesus, Carl Crossland. And we're joined special guest this week, Gerald, our man, Ruben. What is going on, fellas? How the hell you been? I've been been pretty good. I've been uh, here with Garrett in uh, San Francisco. Yeah. um, So we. uh, (laughs) So for some reason, uh, we we don't know why we didn't mention this, but uh, Carl uh, wanted to sit on Santa's lap for Christmas. I I don't know why. And so I was like, all right, Carl, we'll do whatever you want. And then this this Santa Claus was like the sketchiest black guy I've ever seen. He was like jacked out of his mind. He's on the side of the street. Looked like he came right off the street. It put Santa clothes on him. Whatever, Carl. Whatever he wanted to do. So this dude apparently slipped us some drugs while we weren't looking. Ended up butt naked in San Francisco. And we've been here. At the Dildo. At the Dildo Museum. You are correct. Been here ever since. Oh Lord! Well, technically, so we, I think I it's from you... the Antique Vibrator Museum, but it's a lot of dildos. <laughs> there are a lot of dildos. Oh, awesome! How uh, we think of these stories? Don't don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> kind of happened. Shit well, just happens to Carl and I. Yeah, random shit. The most random shit that that could ever happen. Somebody happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and that's our segue. So, random band entrance. Let's hit it. Gonna have myself. Oh, who knows what they got? So random. Fuck's sake. Oh, man. Oh. All right. We got a random band entrance theme this week was Avenged Sevenfold. Great pick. Ah, uh, Let me tell you, I uh, forgot like how much I was not a fan of Avenged Sevenfold. <laughs> really? <laughs> Chris is never a fan I, of anybody. I, I am. I am. I just like Avenged Sevenfold was on those bands like they tried to be metal and tried to be emo and it just wasn't like my thing. Like I like emo, I like metal, but like I was not a fan of like metal emo. So but um I did find I did have to find one song that I liked. Um and I'll just kick us off here with uh Hail to the King. Oh, so it had a uh, had a almost it had a really solid intro. Oh, I was yeah. like, this is one of those things, you know, that Builds up the anticipation of you know you coming out from Gorilla, so I think that was pretty solid pick. So nice, definitely nice. A, a very energetic. So good stuff. Mine's gonna be uh, so far away. It's good, son. Yeah. yeah. Um, I went with uh, Beast and the Harlot. I kind of figured one of you would have picked that one or Nightmare. <laughs> I don't know if I even know that song. 
Beasts and a Harlot's pretty odd. It's pretty good. I know why. Wasn't that Chris? Chris probably doesn't like it. What that was their um their first single, wasn't it? Probably, I think so. It's off one of their I mean, albums. I mean, I never really followed them, so I don't really. I know the stuff would come on the radio, but I used to watch a lot of um. Was it Fuse? Since they're the only one that showed actual music videos, and I remember seeing that video quite a bit when that came, when that song came out. <clears throat> awesome, good stuff. Jill, do you want to you want to take a stab at some Avenged Sevenfold? Sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 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 uh, where y'all. I am here. I'm like a, a referee. I'm just kind of, you know, this. <laughs> <laughs> Feel feel free to chime in anytime. Okay, no problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Carl, what you got for us for next week? Uh, Next week is going to be it's going to be another one of Chris's favorites. uh, Oh God! (laughs) 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 It is one of Chris's favorites. (laughs) (laughs) Like Little Kim, like in the nineties. Yes. Little Kim looking like the fucking leprechaun now? No. <laughs> like little oh, Kim, little Kim, hot as hell. Like back in the nineties, like when she was blown up like big, and like now she literally looks like the fucking leprechaun from the leprechaun movies. So <laughs> like somebody give her a fucking pot of gold back. <laughs> Prison did not do her good, and. So, that's funny rough (laughs) oh man that was was pretty brutal all right so little kim for next week we're gonna kick off 2023 with little kim that should be a good one all right let's uh go ahead and jump into the meat and potatoes what most people should be here for if they're actually listening to us um (laughs) Is the uh, the wrestling portion of the show? Let's get into a little bit of a pay per view preview coming up this weekend. Actually, Shinsuke Nakamura going into Japan. I think actually, I think it actually is in Japan right now um, for Great Muda. Shinsuke Nakamura versus the Great Muda for the Great Muda's final match. That be awesome. Muda, That's Muda's good. been wrestling. I've been watching wrestling since the 80s, 70s. Muda's been around for quite a long time. <clears throat> yep, I know a lot of us, um, like me particularly, um, a lot of my exposure to Great Muda was WCW in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he was you know, part of the NWO and then um, the Dark Carnival group with Vampiro and Insane Clown Posse. Um, like a couple of his matches, actually, I don't think he'd really did anything with WWE it was mostly WCW. Um, but like watching him wrestle on WCW with like the mist and everything, it was just like, kind of this dude is awesome. So, you know, he's someone that I kind of followed, like didn't follow as closely as I should have, but still kind of, you know, kept tabs on where he was wrestling at. So. But the, this matchup, I know it's got a lot of people excited. Um, this is really the first foray for WWE 
um, allowing one of their talent to work <clears throat> another promotion, uh, which, you know, let's be honest, seven, eight months ago, never would have happened. Nope. <clears throat> but um, I guess there are a bunch of conditions for this matchup, too. Uh, the only place that it it's not being aired in the U.S. And they couldn't use anything outside of the graphic that they created for it. They couldn't use anything to promote this matchup featuring Nakamura. Interesting. That's kind of weird. Yeah, it's it was weird. They could have mentioned like WWE or anything like that for um promotion for the matchup. So <clears throat> but um even even that, like still we're still taking, you know, giant strides forward, even just getting Nakamura versus Muda, which this is probably gonna be one of the most pirated wrestling matches in twenty like to kick off twenty twenty three. Cause I know there are a ton of wrestling fans that want to watch this, myself included. <clears throat> but uh you guys got predictions going into this like <clears throat> uh i mean i guess we're probably but you know he's also the night before in that six-man tag match with uh it's muda and sting versus uh was it Jarrett? someone and like a couple other people i can't remember who the hell was in that match probably jay lethal I don't know. I think, it, I think it might have been well, actually. I probably should have put this in here. Everybody's last match is with Jay Lethal. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, right. That's for sure. <clears throat> Let's see if I can find it here real quick. Type it into the old Google machine. So it's two nights, like a two night event. Yeah. And he's wrestling. So he's got. I tell you, didn't we have the card up here one time or previewed the card or Uh, rumors of the card or something? We talked about this match and we talked about. the Nakamura one, but that was when they were announced. So it was like maybe like a month ago. Yeah, I got you. Well, to uh, cut in dead air, uh, just so everyone yeah. knows, uh, John Cena and KO beat Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn. Oh. Yeah. Who, who, who got uh, the fan? Uh, Owens got the pin on Zane with uh, after he stunned him. Wait, what? Wait, stop for a second. I, I can't. I can't stop for a second. I can't. <laughs> can't stop. Won't stop. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. All right, Great Muda's retirement dates. Where the hell is this? Now I gotta turn it to Rampage so I can watch some people lose. Yeah, there was anything good on Rampage. What do you mean? You're getting Orange Cassidy versus, uh, what you call it? Uh, Trent. 
Yeah, who do you think won that one? <laughs> Definitely wasn't Trent. You know. Because they taped it at Dynamite, so I already saw the spoilers. Well, maybe you should stop looking at spoilers and just watch it live. I don't want to watch it live. I barely watch Rampage to begin with. So. <clears throat> I can't I find it. it. I know. To kill the time. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's Sting and Great Muda versus, I'm pretty sure it's Jarrett, Lethal, and someone else. It's supposed to be a six-man tag match. So I know we talked about um, possibly like Darby Allen being the third uh, member. But that's um, the night before. So that's a 31st. So that'd be Saturday, Saturday night. Awesome. All right. Uh, more or less become attached to the hip with um, Jared. Yeah, I think it's a good, I don't know. I don't think Lethal needs it, honestly. Uh, Lethal in his own right is probably just, I would put Lethal up there with Jeff Jarrett anyway, as far as like wrestling ability, mic ability. Like I think Lethal's got more charisma than Jarrett. And honestly, I I think Lethal could have had a better career than Jarrett if he went to WWE. And probably could have been a bigger star than Jeff Jarrett. I wonder why he won't make the jump. He was very loyal with Ring of Honor. Um, that second time that he came back, like he really put his heart and soul into trying to elevate uh, Ring of Honor and the talent that were, that was there that time. Because <clears throat> he really didn't go to AEW until, like, Ring of Honor was starting to shut down. Like, when they uh, when they went on hiatus and wasn't sure what they were doing, so they let Lethal out of his contract, and he signed with AEW. And then the rest is history, since Ring of Honor is now owned by Tony Khan. Yeah, but uh, Lethal Lethal's not a better better uh, country singer than Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Well, I mean, Jeff Jarrett's got to sing his own music first. <laughs> <laughs> you mean he's not the lead singer for Sawyer Brown or whoever that group was? They sung for him. Road Dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about when he came back the second time. When he came back, oh yeah, it was like I think it was like Sawyer Brown or somebody that remember it was like a thing. And Steve Blackman, like I guess, hated country music or something. I I don't remember that. <clears throat> it was one of those things I probably forgot or tried to forget. I guess, and it worked. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, awesome. All right, let's get in. It was the same pay-per-view that had uh, the Inferno match. Oh. With Taker and King. That's the only thing anyone remembers from that pay-per-view. Like, nobody remembers anything else from that. Especially if it was involving Jeff Jarrett and Steve Blackman. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Awesome. All right. Let's get into this week's news. All right, uh, first and foremost, let's get this um, out of the way here. Uh, just want to send a send our condolences 
and thoughts and prayers out to the family of Don West. Um, it was announced that he had passed away. Um, I believe it was today, yesterday or today. So I saw the news today. Um, Don West, a lot of people know him from Impact Wrestling. He was pretty much the voice of, you know, shoptna.com. Um, he was insane deals, all the other stuff, like very passionate, very like probably like one of the best, like merch hype mans you could have in wrestling. Like he was just very enthusiastic about everything. He was great on commentary uh, with Mike Sine, Um, and then finished up his run a little bit in WWE where he's working for them for a little while. So, um, but definitely we send our, our thoughts and prayers and our condolences out to the family and friends of Don West. Yeah, big TNA guy. <clears throat> like, I, there's a few times where, like, I almost broke down and bought some of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, some insane <laughs> deals in there, too. All right. So, we have that. Um, AW announced the final roster for Fight Forever. And I am not sure how half of these people made this list when God knows the last time they've been on TV. Mm-hmm. Let me guess. Um, who's not been on? Mira is definitely in the game. I will um pull it up now because I didn't have this. You know, I'm doing an awesome job tonight as you know as a podcaster and you know non-professional journalist. <laughs> all right fight forever roster here we go this this thing just boggles my mind all right starting off these are all in alphabetical order this website put them in alphabetical order thank god okay abaddon when's the last time we've seen abaddon on dynamite or even rampage i didn't even know she was still under contract yeah apparently uh (laughs) adam cole Hangman Adam Page, Brian Danielson, Chris Jericho, CM Punk. Um, of course, Cody Rhodes is still in here. It's yep. been almost a year, but Cody Rhodes is still in the game. Uh, Darby Allen, uh, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, Hikaru Shida, Jade Cargill, John Moxley, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Kenny Omega, Chris Statlander, MJF, Nyla Rose, Orange Cassidy. Owen Hart, Paul White, Pentagon. Oh, stupid pop-up just blocked the rest of the damn screen. Uh, Pentagon, Sting, Thunder Rosa, and Yuka Sakazaki. So, <laughs> how does Abaddon and Yuka Sakazaki end up in this game when God, when, like, when's the last time they've been on TV for AEW? And why is Paul White in the game? Why not? <laughs> Like, he should be, like, a DLC or something. So, you mean to tell me, like, we get Pentagon in this game, but we don't get... Where's the Phoenix. young... Where's Phoenix? Where's Phoenix? Where's... Uh, uh, Pac? Exactly. Like, all these guys that have been here since, like, day one, why aren't they in this game? Um, referees, Aubrey Edwards, of course. Um, Rick Knox. Like... It's freaking ridiculous. And then William Regal will be in here doing the tutorial for the game. Of course. Sounds accurate. 
This is really bad. Like, this is a really bad launch roster for this game. Kenny Omega, you fucked up, like, big time with this. <laughs> he's in the game, and he's all that matters, right? He's in the game, but the, the fucking Young Bucks aren't in the game. So, like, two of your biggest draws in this company are not in the game. Like, there better be, like, unlockables or something in this, too, because this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not paying $60 for this shit-ass roster. I'd pay like 30 for the game. It's about how good it, it looks. I paid how much did I pay for Fire Pro? I think Fire Pro I got on sale for 20 bucks. And if you count all like the like the DLC, which was all on sale too, I probably spent thirty dollars altogether. Yep. That was a hell of a lot better of a purchase than this will be. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, absolutely ridiculous. I'm sorry to say I'm not much of a gamer. It's all good. It's all right. You're not missing anything, especially with this game. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not with this game. <laughs> I, can't, oh, my fingers, I can't make my fingers work. <laughs> uh, so sticking with some more AW news, uh, Tony Khan recently in an interview says... Talent not getting TV time is like bench reserve players in the NBA or the NFL. What? Bench reserve players. Right. Yep. So, <laughs> taking someone like Miro and putting him on the bench and not giving him TV time when, you know, how over Miro is every time he shows up on TV. <laughs> like I don't want to say it's the equivalent to benching LeBron James, but it's it's pretty much up there. So. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> talent not getting TV time is like bench reserve players. So so honestly, do they have too many people on their roster? Yes. Every everybody does. Yep. Gotcha. But this, but here's the thing: WWE will cycle, like especially their mid card talent. Mm-hmm. The way that they run it, they they cycle through the talent. Like they'll bring up, like you know, bring up like say like Drew Gulak. They'll put him on, you know, Raw, and they'll give him like a little bit of a story or something to work with, mm-hmm. and he'll be up there for like you know three four weeks just to try to get you know that story rolling and get him over. If they can't do it, then they cycle him out with, like, say, R Truth or Shelton Benjamin, and then they keep then they keep rolling it that way. If they catch on and they get over and they stay over and they can work that story, then they'll keep them on TV longer. And eventually, you know, okay, so this guy's got something. Let's try to elevate him a little bit more. AEW doesn't do that. You literally have like the same people for months and months and months and months, and they're not doing anything. They're not getting over. But yet, you're still on TV every single week because I don't know if they're giving Tony Khan hand jobs in the back or supplying him with his coke. But they're still on TV like every single week. So, like, I don't know what's going on with that. And you look at guys like Jake Hager, who does absolutely nothing, has wrestled maybe three times throughout the entire 2022, still gets more TV time than Miro or Andrade with getting. Like guys that actually can contribute to in ring talent and help elevate the talent around them, where Jake Hager just stands there looking like a jackass in that, you know, that freaking pink hat. 
Tell us how you really feel. Yeah, please do. I, I will. That's and I'll tell you how we really feel about that when we get to the best and worst of 2022. <laughs> I looked at y'all's list. They kind of cracked me up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there, though. <laughs> yeah, that's that's like my biggest gripe is like you can't sit there and say they're like bench reserve talent if you're not even trying to use them at all. And don't give me this bullshit. Oh, like, well, let's put them on dark. Nobody fucking watches dark. Like, really? So even you throw Kenny Omega on there, nobody gives a shit. So that's why your freaking ratings are drowning on Rampage because you use the same damn people every week. Like, the only person that actually had a decent story on there is Jade Cargill. And she's barely been on there too recently. So I think she's uh, defending the TBS championship tonight anyway. So. Super, super frustrating. Fuck Tony Khan and his coke. Um, Still, some more AEW news. AEW's in there quite a bit this week. Uh, Top AEW stars, including Jericho, promise that they'll do everything they can to keep CM Punk out of the AEW locker room. Wow. Okay. Of course, uh, take it with a grain of salt because it's coming from Uncle Dave. So, yeah, of course, I know one's been feeding him like fake news stories all year anyway. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can see some valid, some valid points coming from this, especially Jericho, who's literally called CM Punk, a cancer to AEW. So like, it wouldn't surprise me if this was something that Jericho had said. But I'm sorry, CM Punk is still money for AEW. And last I heard, like there hasn't been anything about Punk being let go of his contract. So, well, I mean, if if they let the uh, elite guys back, why not let him back? Exactly. But he's still injured. He's still out on injury anyway because he got injured in that match after he won the that match with uh, Moxley. Mm-hmm. Um, after the title back, so he was he got injured during that matchup anyway, so he was still out regardless. Um, until sometime like early 2023, yeah. but he's still in contract with AEW. Yeah, but it's one of those things where like a lot of the major talent, like if they're not assholes, like become assholes. I mean, Shawn Michaels was an asshole. Bret Hart was an asshole. Randy Orton uh, was a dick. When he was is yeah. like yeah. going so far as to uh, you know stealing people's um, cameras, like when they be like at a bar or something, you just take people's cameras and you know take out the the SD card and give them back the camera without the card. Yeah, <laughs> like you did a lot of shit. Even Jericho, Jericho spit on fans and like quite a bit of stuff. So. I think my dog locker room stuff. I'm not. I'm not oh yeah, locker room. Yeah. I mean, didn't someone take a shit in someone's bag? Like, then they shit. That was like X, yeah, X Pac was like was notorious for taking shits in bags. Sid Vicious stabbed Darn Anderson with some scissors. (laughs) I mean, that's pretty, pretty uh, cancerous to a locker room. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. 
Well, that's but I guess, thing. you know, different different eras. So I guess, you know, yeah. like we're in an era now where, you know, it's more about talking out stuff than physical altercations and stuff like that. So I could see and, where, you know, if you don't want to fight, I'm not having somebody in the locker room. So you don't have to fight them. I've, yep. I've heard stories that, uh, like Ron Simmons, nobody basically nobody messed with Ron Simmons. He would kick your ass. I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. I mean, I don't want Ron Simmons. <laughs> even now, even now he's an old man. He can still probably beat my ass. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> he, he... <laughs> <sighs> yeah, but I think that to me, like as a wrestler, as a talent, you can't make a promise like that when you have no control over who comes and goes in that company. Like, like you're not you're not the owner, you're not the boss, you're not one of the EVPs, and you know I'm I know that Omega and the Bucks aren't stupid. They know that there's money to be made in an elite versus Punk and FTR feud. Like you can't tell me that's not that's not money. That doesn't have like that prints money. Like honestly, this is just that's freaking printing money for AEW. How much? How much stroke does Jericho have in the locker room? Uh, I'm not sure actually. I know he's like pretty highly regarded, but I don't know like how much pull he's actually got with Tony Khan. I mean, mm-hmm. unless he's the one that's supplying Tony with his coke. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I, I I assume like I have all the wrestlers. Um. Besides, you know, the elite that he would have some pull because I mean he's like the veteran that kind of kickstarted the company with the elite. Yeah. But uh, then again, Cody went to WWE, so like you never know like what a relationship is really uh, in that company. So I don't know. But we all like if we feed into the like I. At this point, I don't think it was a rumor. I think it was like Cody and, you know, the rest of the elite kind of clash in like the direction they wanted to take the company. And I, I that think that's what money. It, it went on the money. It's, you know, people Pretty think much. they're worth a certain amount. And yep. it's, that is that. And I think Cody, Cody's also said to like the biggest biggest thing that he did that he wished he didn't do in AEW was write himself out of the the world title picture which i i think that was a terrible move on his part i understand why he did it but like i think cody cody should have been the face of the company yeah yes i agree i think he i think he just didn't want to get that kind of stigma that jared got uh with tna uh um, the uh, where it's like where everyone knows that he's the evp and yeah yeah but Mike, you don't book yourself to win the title like straight away. Like you know, you go on and have some great matches, and then, you know, then you know put then get into you know that world title feud. So, like him yeah. and Mox could have had some pretty decent matches for that title. So. Oh, I mean, Cody Rhodes is a, a phenomenal athlete. Like he could have a good match with a lot of people. Um, is this you know he wrote himself out of the title picture? Absolutely. Oh, man. 
Good stuff. But now we got Cody back in WWE where he'll eventually win the world title. So. Okay. Good stuff. All right. Uh, we got some, this is kind of some mixed news, like AAA, WWE, AEW. So, uh, Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti were stripped of the AAA mixed tag titles. Uh, this is the third title defense that they've been booked to defend the titles. Um, obviously, Ty was double booked um, for AAA's event and for Dynamite this week, um, which I'm not sure how this happens because, like, wasn't Tony Khan in charge of, like, booking for AAA? Uh, I think he was at Helping one them. point, but I don't think he is anymore. I think that was like before the trip, wasn't that before the Ring of Honor acquisition or whatever? Yeah, it's right around I mean, the same thing. That, that would be a lot on somebody to try to manage, you know, three companies. But that's like, like you knew that your talent was booked already for that that show, and then you went ahead and like rebooked them for, or like double booked them for Dynamite, which. I understand, you know, they're they're AEW contracted talent, but like they're dropping that, they're probably gonna end up dropping the anyway in that three way match. So why not just have them go drop the titles and then you don't have to worry about it anymore? Yeah, so I guess the um one of the matches they're supposed to have, there's some visa issues with um I think Sammy. But they got all that like worked out and everything. So, and this one just ended up being the double booking. So, Conan just decided to go ahead and strip them of the titles. And then, uh, was it Sexy Star? No. I can't remember who won the title. So, it was someone in, I think it was a, a female wrestler named like Flamer or something like that. Flamer. I don't know. Um, that same aspect too. Same night, FTR loses the the AAA tag titles to Dralistico and Dragon Lee. Um, Dragon Lee also announced on the same show that he is signed with WWE and will report to uh, NXT at the end of January. Heck yeah! Kind of kind of surprising on that one. I thought he would um probably would have followed with uh, Roosh and. Um, Bandito and go the AEW route, but apparently not. So. But um, apparently it's being rumored that he will be the second highest paid talent on the NXT roster. Yeah, that's what I'd say. It's probably a money thing. Yeah. I mean, I mean, more than likely. So. Is he that good? He's pretty good. Dragon Lee. Yes. Dragon Lee is very, very talented uh, wrestler to watch. But now coming to WWE, does that mean he's gonna have to change his style? Uh, I don't know if it necessarily like change his style. I mean, he'd definitely be changing his name. And, uh, Maybe. I mean, with Triple H in charge, they because when Triple H was running NXT, they didn't really change names that often as Vince did. Oh well, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. But um, they'll probably he'll probably have to tone his style down a little bit. You know, with just like WWE's touring schedule and stuff like that, they try to keep people from, you know, working too too high risk and 
all that just to keep like the injury rate down. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, uh, big congrats to Dragon Lee um, winning the AAA tag titles and getting signed to WWE. Fantastic. Uh, last bit of news we got here before we jump into the instant replay for the week. Um, Arn Anderson was interviewed about a possible uh, resurgence of the Four Horsemen, and he was interested in uh, Tessa Blanchard as a member of a, a new rendition of the Horsemen. What? Yep. Is she is she still with uh, what's my call? Like she's with anybody? Is she? Oh, she's I thought not. She was with like, uh, was, that woman, uh, like Glow or whatever. It was. Women, women wrestling. I don't know if she's still contracted there. I mean, she might be. That might be the only place that was willing to, re- to hire her at the moment. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, Anderson said that he'd be interested in bringing her into the Horsemen. Um, he also threw out, of course, Brock Anderson. Um, that's a given. Um, he'd also mentioned Brian Pillman Jr. Um, and I think that those are pretty much the three names that he mentioned right off the bat. Um, if you were to create a new horseman stable with the talent that's out there now who would you guys put in that stable so are we creating a four horsemen or we're just creating a a stable of four people four horsemen horsemen. you're you're arn anderson like if you're arn anderson and you're and you're making your four horsemen stable i mean it's pretty much going to be a given that well i'd say three because brock anderson's gonna be a part of it no matter what Nope, fuck that. I got you right now. You ready? <laughs> nope, fuck that. Here you go. That's what you got right here. Jay Lethal, FTR, okay. Brian Pillman Jr. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Can it be like interpromotional or can it like? Yeah, interpromotional. If you're if you had your choice of any, be any four, four people, people. Yep. any four people. Um. I say, give me. Damn, that was a good fucking. That's a good fucking four horsemen, dude. I'm telling you. Because I'm going to say, yeah, give me FTR. Uh, <laughs> I, won't, I don't know. I'll keep it mixed up a bit. I say, give me. Uh, give me Charlotte Flair. Um. Give me uh, Gunther. Uh, give me uh, Adam Cole, and hey, give me Shelton Benjamin. And give me Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. Yeah, pretty solid. You, so with the four horsemen, you have to have you have to have a talker. So um, I think Adam Cole would be a perfect, perfect for the talk. You have to have an enforcer. Like, um, who would be a good enforcer? I would say maybe Wardlow, possibly. Wardlow's a good pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. And um, then for um, the other two members, I would think, what's that kid's name that... uh, uh, shoot, my memory's bad. I'm sorry. The new kid that uh, uh, went up against um, for the for the uh, ADA for the uh, title 
just recently, and he lost the title and he lost for the ring too. What's his name? Oh, oh Richard Starks. Richard Starks, yes, Richard Starks would be good. He's got he's got charisma. I think Richard Starks would be a perfect fourth. Uh, and in the fourth number, probably like you said, Shelton Benjamin, just to add a little color. A little color, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, me personally, I'm going to agree with Garrett on that one and go with Jay Lethal as a member. Um, I'm also going to go Nick Aldis in that group as well. Oh yeah, I like Nick Aldis. So I think Nick Aldis has that perfect blend of like modern and old school, where he can yeah. tie ties together. Um, like he's not as charismatic as someone as Jay, like a Jay Lethal, but you know, you, you put Jay Lethal in there, you have that charisma part. Um, I'm torn between the next two as either like going like another like male competitor and adding a female or doing like a full tag team. Um, but if I did a tag team, I would honestly, I would put Brock and, um, yeah, Brock Anderson and Brian Pillman Jr. in there as a tag team because I think they would be. I think they could work well together. And that would give like Brock a little bit more experience working with someone that's been kind of on the scene a little longer than he has kind of helped him out a little bit. Um, but if I were to go opposite route and do a female, I would go with Charlotte Flair. Um, just because you have to have a Flair name attached to the horseman. Like as much as, you know, obviously Arn Anderson's going to, you know, manage the stable in that J.J. Dillon type role, but you need someone with that name recognition tied to the horseman, aside from just Arn Anderson. Um, That's why you have Jay Lethal be Ric Flair. I mean, it's that easy. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. <laughs> and um, honestly, like for like, you know, the powerhouse of the group, I'd go powerhouse Hobbs. I was going to say, uh, that's a good thing, too. Yeah. yeah. I think he named like six people. Yeah, no, he did. <laughs> Four horsemen. Uh, let's do six yeah. people. <laughs> I I, I'm messing with you. If you had to, like, oh, yeah, obviously, Keith, uh, you look at your original oh. horsemen, you had the two and then the tag team. So you had, you know, Ric Flair and, you know, whoever else is filling in with that, like, you know, uh, like Ole Anderson, Arn Anderson, um, or you had like freaking Barry Windham in there with the Brain Busters. So, like, you had that that one dude that could go after like your mid card titles, like your Intercontinental title, your TV title. You still had your tag team titles, and you had the main dude in your world title picture. But now, with how prominent women's wrestling is, you take away that tag team, and you have someone that can go after the women's titles. And then you still have someone that you can use in that aspect of going after your main titles and possibly pair them up with like, you know, the Nick Aldis or the Jay Lethal and go after those tag titles too. It's all about domination. So, as I, I, I was thinking about it, what's Keith, Keith, the big dude, big guy, and AEW, yes, he'd be perfect because he's got. He's got the strength, but he's also got that calmness, like um, what's his name had back in the day, where he just look at the camera and say, "I'm gonna kick your ass." 
Actually, he was on one of my picks too because I'm looking at my action figure collection and like Keith Lee's like staring at me. So it was like a narrow, it was Keith to your powerhouse Hobbs. I think Hobbs would, would benefit more. So, so, so Chris is narrowed down to nine people. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> He's on NWO, not the horseman. <laughs> you have to have that. Okay, I'm thinking like Tony Khan. Got to have the best reserve talent. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you always got to Inter- keep four people in the group. So if one Absolutely. goes down, you got to have an injured reserve person come in I mean, to fill in the fourth master. spot. Like, I'm not. <laughs> if your black guy goes out, you got to have another black guy to replace him. So, I mean. You just, that's just the way it goes. So I mean, so. oh man, awesome! All right, let's, let's get into instant replay for the week. You know, what I thought about none of us put Andrade in the group, and he's technically a flare. I mean, he's made as well just taking the last name. That's what I would have done. I, I know. Yeah. Andrade flare. Andrade flare. I Andrade's got the charisma. It's just like I think with the like his English not oh, being as like it's still decent, but with it not being as good, like he definitely would have to have someone doing the talking for him. Oh yeah. All right, instant replay. Monday Night Raw was all just um best of twenty twenty two bullshit. Um the only thing really was just like an interview with Cody, which is like his first like on-screen interview uh, since he's been injured. Um, really didn't say much. He's just anticipating returning. He said um, another uh, fourth match with uh, Rollins was you know not in his books, but he's sure that Rollins would um, like to take another crack at him, but we'll see where that goes. So um, I definitely think Cody's coming back for the Rumble. We'll see how that actually rolls up with that. Um, jump over to NXT Lyra Valkyria. Valkyria 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 is that what it is I have no idea I don't know but this was literally what they could have done with Taya instead of the Frankie Monet gimmick like literally like straight up like she comes out like fucking Thor like why don't you do this shit with Taya like they're the lightning and everything the difference in creative control. Absolutely. Well, that's the thing. Like, Triple H was running NXT when Taya was there. And, like, this is Shawn Michaels running NXT now. So. I don't know. Oh, man, stuff just wrote itself, though. Yeah. I, I just, just watching this, I like, she wasn't bad. Like, she wasn't bad in the ring. It's just like that whole gimmick just screamed Taya Valkyrie to me. So I just I don't know. I don't know what they think sometimes. So. Oh man. All right. Uh so that dynamite this week was actually pretty solid. Pretty solid show. I know Garrett, you and I were talking in our group chat um during the uh six man the trios match, which actually was probably one of the better trios matches in this best of seven series, which we all knew was um, gonna end up being a, a tie we, match. 
I also brought up to you the uh, lead pipe that hit the floor. Oh, yeah, that was bad. That was so bad. <laughs> oh, Samoa Joe goes, attacks Wardlow before the match and hits him with a pipe. Like, he's supposed to hit him in the knee with the pipe, but, like, it looks so freaking bad. Like, and they kept like it, all, Yeah, no, and it, all I saw was him hit the floor with it. It didn't like yeah. he whipped for his knee. Yeah. It's <laughs> so just bad. Like, it's like tripped and, like, tapped him with the pipe. <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad. It was really, really bad. bad. Oh, and if I'm I'm surprised, Carl, you didn't come across it on TikTok. So, yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. It was it was pretty rough. Um, but the rest of the show was actually was actually pretty solid. Um, Ricky Ricky Starks wrestled this week. No, he wrestled this week. Him and uh, uh, well, no, he had an interview. I think it was all he had. Yeah. Stuff with Jericho. I think um, they're wrestling next week or two weeks. Well, it was um Danielson, Danielson, and oh, who did Danielson? Ethan it was Page. First match. Oh, Ethan Page. Yes. Best match on the show. Yeah. He called Stokely. Better, he said he could see his match. head through Stokely's uh, baldness. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that raggedy. That raggedy bitch, Daniel Bryan, pulled out the win, man. That raggedy <laughs> bitch. By the way, uh, Chris, did that girl that was with MJF not like Shotzi? Oh, that was so many people. Like, what's this wish version of Shotzi doing on here? Yeah, right. <laughs> she did. I think her name's like Diva Doom or something like that. I don't remember what the hell it is, but she's a local wrestler in Cincinnati. Ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, someone like had posted it, but everyone's like Shati was trending on Twitter because of that during Dynamite. Of course. <laughs> course. Uh, there is only one Shati Blackheart. There's no replacement for her. So oh man. But yeah, that was uh it's like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I had to do a double take too. I was like, that's Shati. Like, why does she look like Shati? <laughs> yeah, I know. I did too. Like Shati changed her hair color. <laughs> Yeah, I mean because it wasn't just the tattoos; it just like her, like whole, in the like, face, she yeah. looked just like her, like the whole aura of like everything. So, but uh, yeah, uh, but that was probably one of the best matches of the night. Um, FTR wasn't on there; they were obviously um, defending the AAA tag titles. The women's tag match wasn't that bad. And it definitely wasn't like one of the best matches of the night, but it was actually it was pretty entertaining, uh, mainly because you know Willow Nightingale was in the match, Ruby Soho. Um, yeah, Ty, I, just, um, I don't like the, I, Taya, I don't J, like the other two. JAS, like I don't, I don't like either of them. And that's the thing, like I liked Anna when she was part of the Dark Order. Like she's not a bad wrestler. I just think she keeps getting straddled with bad gimmicks and bad like stuff. A bad storyline. So putting her in the JAS was wasn't a uh, wasn't a good move on that. So. But I mean, her and Ty were teaming anyway together. So just I don't know. I think AEW just needs like women's tag titles. They got tag titles for everything else. Why not have a women's tag division too? Like you got I enough damage on the roster. I agree with. You. Yeah. I know Carl disagrees. Too many titles. 
Too many titles. Many I think titles. WWE needs a mid-card woman's title. I I believe they do. Um, and that's something that they should have, like a women's intercontinental title or a TV title or something. Because mm-hmm. they have a lot of women that aren't being utilized. So mm-hmm. why not have something like that? So. I mean, you could have a match without it being a title. Like, that's the thing. Yeah. It's, to me, it's like, and the reason why I don't like so many titles uh, is it, it takes away from storylines. I mean, you can have an actual storyline going. Uh, I miss the soap operas that used to get on uh, TV back when, you know, everybody only had three belts versus, you know, I every company having seven belts. Like, in that same aspect, too, like, if you look at, like, let's go back to Attitude Era. Like, I'm not a big fan of the Attitude Era. Like, but I will say that they had less titles because, really, you had your world title, your tag titles, your intercontinental title. No, actually, they didn't have less titles. Fucking no, they European had the European title. Yeah, hardcore. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah. But it's still, compared to what's out there now, like, it, it was a little less, a little less. Um, yeah. But every single person that was on raw or on smackdown there was a storyline as to why they were there or they're involved in some sort of story art every single person had a storyline if you're on tv you had a storyline it wasn't just because you know you know random bullshit like everyone was involved in some sort of story art you decided to hit the rock with a car yeah well, can I, can I interject for a moment? I, I agree with what Carl is saying, but I do remember back in the N, NWA Crockett promotion days, they had a ton of titles. They had like two or three different tag titles. They had a TV title. They had a, a what do you call it, um, North American title. They had the U.S. title. They had, and the U.S., if you have, if you have the U.S. title, that was automatic bid for you to go up against Ric Flair. That was your stepping stone. Um, yeah, and Billy yeah. Morgan's bring you back every single one of those titles. Yep. Little by little. <laughs> yep, you're right. You're right. They are. Yeah. The only thing with that though is like that. That's kind of like a different era, and mm-hmm. some of those title holders would, you know, take those on the road to other promotions and other territories. Right. Right. Whereas in, you know, you're not dealing with like one single TV program that you're trying to fit, like all the so titles in. So it was all under the NWA umbrella, so they could go yeah. to Seattle and and defend the title and still be associated with the Carolinas. I get your point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know what I was gonna say, Chris? I was gonna say here pretty soon everyone in the NWA is gonna have a title because they barely have talent. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or they're just going to call the titles of Tyrus. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Probably. So, damn. How did Tyrus get to be the champion? That is so weird. Uh, because he's got like a high rated show on Fox News. So, Billy Corgan uh-huh. thought it would be exposure for the company. Uh-huh. I'm sorry, like half those people that watch Fox News aren't going to turn into a wrestling promotion. Oh, no. those are the ones that are calling it fake every week to you know our faces as fans like yeah like 
Yeah, we know it's fake. So it was the fucking Avengers movie you just watched last night. That's fake too. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> like, like so is the news. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Survivor fake too. <laughs> oh, Lord. And people. <laughs> All right, SmackDown. Let's jump into that this week. Uh, Uncle Howdy makes another appearance on SmackDown. Ends up attacking Bray Wyatt. Hits him with his sister, Abigail. He did indeed. Definitely did not see that one coming. So where where is this thing going? That's what I want to know. He's wrestling with himself. Maybe. something. I don't know if it's just me. But I kind of got some Bo Dallas vibes. Not going to lie. Dallas vibes? A little bit of Bo Dallas vibes. Right. You sure it's not the Monster Abyss? <laughs> um, definitely not the Monster Abyss. <laughs> wait, if it is, he, he's got, he shrunk a foot and he lost like 100 pounds. He's <laughs> like 200. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah, so Uncle Howdy attacks Bray, um, kind of leaving like LA Knight confused as all hell. So I think it left all of us confused as all hell. Like, what the fuck is going on? So, but um, what's a twist? <laughs> what's a twist? Uh, what else happened? Charlotte Flair, big news. Charlotte Flair returns tonight. Returned tonight. Um, after Ronda Rousey successfully defended the SmackDown Women's Championship against Raquel Gonzalez, Charlotte comes out, makes a challenge, gets her title match right then and there, and wins the SmackDown Women's Championship on her return matchup on SmackDown. Uh, there must be something going on with Ronda if they had Charlotte come in. And uh, have her drop the title to Ron to Charlotte. Um, honestly, I really wish they could have held off with Charlotte and had a surprise entrant and had her return at the Rumble. But I'm sure, like the pop she got was pretty big to begin with. Well, uh, from what I from what I was listening on uh, uh, her podcast with uh, Steve Austin on the Brooklyn School sessions or whatever. Yeah. She was saying that uh, she really enjoyed being a heel and doesn't see herself like turning face again. So I'm assuming she didn't want to come back to the Rumble and get a pop and kind of be cheered to win the title when she could be the champion. And then, you know, you well, get I mean, your regardless, regardless, face got a, regardless, like if she was heel or face or whatever she came out as, like if she even, I'm sure, like I didn't watch SmackDown, but. Like Garrett, did she get a pretty big pop when she came out? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't matter where, how, when she's going to return. She's been gone for so long that like people are going to pop when they hear that music because they yeah. know, oh shit, Charlotte Flair's back. Awesome. So like next week, she can sit there and shit all over the fans and say, you know, I stepped away because you guys are all assholes and all this other shit. But once her music hits and she walks that aisle. Like that crowd's gonna go ape shit, regardless, until she gets so, on the mic and starts running them down. Just so, so I can tag this in there, just to make both of you like sigh because of the name. Uh, she's been out since uh, WrestleMania Backlash. 
Well, I had to tackle so, the WrestleMania backlash. So let me ask y'all a question. Do you think that they're going to try to unify the women's titles like they did with the men's titles at WrestleMania? I don't think so. I think so. Like I said, there's there's also that rumor going around that Roman's probably going to end up losing both titles. But I also saw another rumor that they're trying to create a new um, title belt for Roman. I yeah, yeah. I saw that. It's hard to it's hard to. It was a raw. I don't think the thing I saw with it was a raw title, title belt. It was a raw title belt. Yeah. And they're also talking about giving the Usos new um new tag belts with black straps on them. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm carrying the uh. The red and blue t- the tag belts with them everywhere. I honestly like. I don't have an issue with there being a unified world title. Uh, I also don't have an issue with there being separate titles. I mean, it kind of opens up the door a little bit more for storylines with two separate titles in that aspect. But I think it kind of devalues the WWE Championship uh, instead of having the one, you know, unified major title on the on the in the company like that should be your pinnacle um because like the wwe title is always going to look at be looked at as a higher title than like the universal championship regardless of who has it you know because that's that's the wwe championship that's the main championship for the company universal champion is secondary to the wwe champion so stick with having the one champion you know you have your wwe heavyweight champion and then, you know, keep your Intercontinental title, keep your U.S. title, unify the tag titles, kind of like the Women's Tag Team Championships, then keep your women's tag, your women's um, titles separate. So, unless, they, unless they do come up with a mid-card women's championship, then unify the women's, the main women's championship. So, but, and just let the champion Yeah. And then, um, you know, make your, like, they've been doing an awesome job of making the IC title and the U.S. title, like, highly regarded again. And that's mm-hmm. how it should be. So, not just, like, a, a throwaway thing. So. Yeah, for, for the long, for quite a while, the IC title was just kind of there. Yep. Yep. You can't about it. Like, I haven't cared about the Intercontinental title since Cody brought back the old school white strap. Like up until up until recently, when they started making the title mean something more. Same thing with the U.S. title. Like, is it really wasn't like there wasn't anything meaningful going on with it. it They're just there. It's not like how it used to be, where like Intercontinental Champion or U.S. Champion would get like those would be like put into that number one contender spot for the world title. Right. Which which is honestly how it should be. So, oh. so I got one more little quick question. Now yep. that Charlotte is the champion, who's gonna be uh who's big enough to go up against them on SmackDown? Mm, I'm sure she'll That's wrestle Ronda again. Oh, I'm sure. Ronda will probably Or or uh, you can you can push up the like Liv Morgan storyline when they bear with Charlotte and with yeah. uh Ronda Rousey. Yep. Yeah. Do that one, um, Shayna Baszler. I think her and Ronda, her and um, Charlotte would put on a pretty solid match. 
um, I think uh, Shotzi could get a pretty good match in with Charlotte. So I think it all depends on like which way Charlotte's going, if she's going to be face or heel. So when she, like whatever way they put her in with the company. So, I mean, obviously there's more, more for her to work with if she's a heel uh, with like your Liv Morgans, your Shotties, um, Raquel, than there would be if she was, if she was a face. So. Mm-hmm. And another question I wonder is, is, is Sasha Banks even coming back? Uh, I think she's in AEW. Oh, really? AEW, uh, I believe, when I see. But we know we know she's going to be at Wrestle Kingdom. We know that for a fact. Mm-hmm. We know that Soraya's has a mystery partner that may or may not be Sasha Bain. Which is next week, right? Uh, it's not this coming up week. So, like, this coming up Wednesday, it's the following week. So, two weeks. Yeah. Which would be after Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I think she'll end up at A. I think she'll end up at AW. I mean, if she's not going back to WWE and she's filed for all these like trademarks on um, wrestling names, yeah. like, I mean, she can make money out there on the independent circuit. Don't get me wrong, but like, I, I don't she, see if I was Tony Khan, I'd have to look at her. If they're willing to pay her booking fee, which is like, like worse than Ric Flair's, she she could make bank being on the indie scene, and she knows it. She just she just wants that high dollar, and that's what it is. But, she, uh, like I like I said, if I was Tony Conda, I would throw like whatever price she wanted, I would give it to her. I mean, he's it's not like he doesn't have the income to do it, so the backing to do it. I mean, Sasha Banks essentially wants to be the female version of The Rock. Like, I think she's at a point where she feels that she's done pretty much everything that she wanted to accomplish in WWE. And now she's just testing the waters to see what else she can do. Like, she doesn't just want to be conquer wrestling. Um, she wants to make a stamp, you know, with her footprint in Hollywood, too. Which, I mean, The Mandalorian, like, when she's on that, the couple episodes that she was on, wasn't bad. Like, she was actually pretty decent on that show. And I'm sure she can land other roles with Disney as well, or you know, with other other movie roles. So. But we also know that she was uh, training with Uvi in Mexico. So you see the the training videos pop up online with her, you know, doing like a whole bunch of stuff that we've never seen Sasha do before. So see where that ends up from there. Uvi groovy. Right. Main event, SmackDown, the return of John Cena. Teaming up with Kevin Owens to take on the Bloodlines, head of the table, our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, and the honorary Oos, Sami Zayn. Garrett. Who won? You said you already said who won this match, right? It was Cena and KO, right? Yep. And uh, KO KO got the pin on Sammy. Yep. Awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff there. Think Cena's gonna stick around a little bit, or you think this is uh, a one-off? This is probably a one-off, unless he shows up at the Rumble. I'm pretty sure. I mean, it probably won't see him until WrestleMania. 
I would guess. Yeah. I don't even know who you would who you put him into a program with. Like aside from Roman like, at WrestleMania. Yeah, that's not what we want to see though. So. I no, I got, I, I, I got you. They would boo the damn building out of the thing if it was Cena versus Roman. I, I got. I would. Well, they've done it before. They've already done it, right? Yep. Well, not at WrestleMania, but yeah. I have you a perfect one, Chris. You ready? Perfect one. All right. <clears throat> John Cena, Austin Theory, U.S. title, WrestleMania. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, like, Cena put in a lot of work with that that U.S. title, with the open challenges and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's how uh, we got KO on Raw for the first time was the open challenge. Because yep. when he was the uh, NXT champion. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I could see that. So, and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be mad at that at all. I'd actually, that'd be an enjoyable match to watch. Mm-hmm. I, I both of them are good talkers. What was that, Gerald? I said both of them are good talkers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a pretty good build up, pretty good match. Nice. Good call. Would we, we, we see that let them let um him go over on him, you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would, yeah. Yeah. He's let everybody go over him the last couple of years. Hey, he does like these little one-offs. All right, so that's the uh, instant replay for this week. Uh, Let's go ahead and close out 2022 with our best and worst list of 2022. Uh, So basically, we broke it down to best and worst male wrestler, best and worst female, best and worst tag team. Um... And I believe we have best and worst storyline and or feud and best and worst match of 2022. So these are all, of course, subjective. These are all based on our opinions, um, our thoughts of you know the products that we've watched throughout the course of 2022. This by no means reflects anything other than, again, our opinion as fans. So if there's something that you hear on you don't like, I mean, it's it's wrestling. Like, it's subjective. Uh, I'm, I'm going to let you know about it right now, Chris, as soon as you say it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> every, time, every time you say something, Chris, wrong. You're wrong. 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 You fucking wrong. suck, dude. Shit <laughs> stupid. I mean, where you been all year? Freaking <laughs> under a rock? <laughs> I mean... Chris's picks are kind of controversial. Like, I thought my picks are controversial, but... <laughs> my, picks, my picks are not controversial. <laughs> the first one is, for sure. This one, really? For best male wrestler? Yeah, best male wrestler, yeah, for, for yeah, sure. Let's get off. Best male wrestler. I pick Sami Zayn. Well, yeah, you, know what's, you know what's funnier? What's funnier, Carl, is you put Seth Rollins, correct? I did put Seth Rollins, correct. Guess who has the most losses in WWE this year? Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. So how is I, he the I best? I know, wrestler? I get that. So let me let me defend my thing. Just because wrestling is predetermined, right? <laughs> Can we agree that wrestling is predetermined? I, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. 
So I've been watching wrestling, the, thinking that whoever beats the shit out of each other the first is the guy. Uh, who wins. Okay, okay. Awesome. Who who is Roman? Who is Roman Reigns' best match against this year? <laughs> Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. <laughs> okay, who was Cody Rhodes' best match with against this year? Three best three matches. This is only <laughs> best three matches. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who was? Uh, who was? Um, uh, Fucking uh, uh, Matt Riddle's uh, best opponent this year. Seth fucking Rollins. I know, right? You don't have to win to be over. I know. Like, I'm just messing. Like, he's fucking over. And he had you invested in every damn storyline he was in. And the matches were incredible. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't victorious in any of them. But he had to probably, like, you could probably say four... If not five of his matches are probably like top twenty of the year, mm-hmm. right? No, I mean you're right. No, I yeah. just was fucking with you. Yeah, I mean, and it's the same the same way I look at Sami Zayn. Like, you think about pre WrestleMania, what was Sami doing? Like, he really wasn't doing that much. He gets it, the WrestleMania match with Johnny Knoxville, which was a fantastic match. Like being like. Uh, uh, I don't I want to say fantastic. I thought it was great. So, like, it was a good match. It did what it was supposed to do. It was, you know, a good comedy, comedy skit, like, type matchup thing, which you would expect. Sami Zayn went in there and he fucking killed it. So, oh, okay. what happens to Sami Zayn after that? He goes in and he gets mixed in with the bloodline. Sami Zayn took that spot. Now, Sami, like, throughout Sami's post NXT career on the main roster, the only thing that he's done, the only title that he's gotten has been the Intercontinental Championship. He killed it with that. But sent, but everything else, like outside of like wrestling, Kevin Owens getting destroyed by Braun Strowman, leading up to this year, that post-WrestleMania going into the Bloodline storyline, this has been like the biggest thing in Sami Zayn's WWE main roster career. And he's been killing it each and every single week with this bloodline story art. Like he is one of the main I, I, reasons to to watch for watch the bloodline stuff. I mean, yeah, that's because yeah. Roman Reigns and all that. Shit, but the, <laughs> but the, there, if Roman's not going to be on TV every week, you need someone that can fill that void of Roman not being there. And Sammy has kind of has done that. So, I mean, it's been the best year for him. I just don't know if I would say he was the best of the year. I is. I think it's in my my opinion again, subjective. I think Sammy was, was the best wrestler of twenty twenty two. I'm just I'm just telling you you're wrong. <laughs> 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 well, you can suck these nuts. <laughs> can I put my two cents worth in? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I don't want to say Samuel was the best wrestler. He's the best personality of the year. Because he, he's, he's, he's had some good had, matches. Well, yeah, he's had some good matches, but, but I still, like, I agree with Carl. I think Seth Rollins, even though he hadn't won a lot, still put on some very, really, really good matches. And 
his his personality is great. He's got a, I mean, he 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 done from from face to heel, from heel to face, and made a good transition of it. People either love him or hate him. But but Sammy Sammy has uh he's a good wrestler, but as far as the personality goes, he's made the bloodline more interesting by just being fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't pick him just because of like, you know, the like in ring ability, like in the matches Mm -hmm. like that. That's like to me overall it's like the entire aspect, the entertainment aspect and the in ring aspect. And Sammy's Mm -hmm. accomplished both. I mean, I mean, honestly, like I throw it back to that WrestleMania match with Johnny Knoxville and the Jackass crew. Like Sammy, you know, made them look good. Oh yeah. And that's that that that's Sammy. Oh know? yeah. And I, I seem like I remember he had a match with um, Kevin. Um, he had a match with Kevin, and it was really good. They are when they get together, they have really good their, their matches. matches. Their matches are always good. It's been that way since the Ring of Honor. Like yeah. those two, because their their friendship and you know how they are, they trust each other completely in the ring. Yeah. So mm-hmm. like you're more willing to try more stuff with someone in there that you trust, as mm-hmm. opposed to well, Braun Strowman like injures everybody he gets in the ring with, or you know you look at Nia Jax. Who injured every oh. single person she was in the ring with? I'm not oh, gonna big, be willing. To try big, big a good example of that. Yeah, so I'm not gonna be willing to try stuff like that. I don't trust them, but you know, I trust my best friend over here. That you know, if I jump off this ladder, like he's gonna make sure that I stay protected, and you know, not to take you know at least of an injury as possible. And he knows mm-hmm. I'm gonna do the same for him as I'm coming down off this damn ladder. Mm-hmm. Who's yours, Garrett? Ricky Starks? <laughs> I was wondering if anyone was going to ask me what mine was. We've been talking about y'all. We were getting there. You didn't, put oh. yours, you didn't put yours in the notes, man. I, I didn't because I didn't want you to know what all mine were. Oh, okay. So maybe it gets a prize. Yeah, well. Uh, so right. my wrestler of the year is one Josh Alexander. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Uh, that's a good pick. He's actually yeah, uh, he's actually on my uh, who to watch list for 2023. Josh Alexander. Yeah. He had a good. He had a great had, 2022. I think 2023 is going to be even bigger for him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the matches. If you didn't don't watch a lot of Impact, you should definitely watch from 2023. Any match with him and Moose was fucking phenomenal. Oh, amazing. And uh, his match with uh, Mike Bailey was probably one of the best matches of the whole year. Yeah, Mike <laughs> Bailey also on the uh, uh, 2023 Who to Watch list. Mike Bailey's going to have Mike, Mike Bailey is awesome. He, like, if he moves to, like, AEW or WWE, like, that dude's going to, like, huge. Same thing with Josh Alexander. I think Alexander signed, like, a multi-year deal with Impact. So. So I think he did have the option to jump to AEW, but he did, he chose to stay with Impact. Awesome. All right. So, uh, worst, worst male wrestler. Actually, uh, Gerald, you got a pick for best male wrestler? Like your personal pick? Um, I'm going. I'm going to go with Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's come along really well through the year. He's got. I mean, he. He, he does a promo 
he's got great promo skills and he really captures the audience. Yeah, Carl, Carl's not a big Ricky Starks fan. He thinks he's a, a wish version of The Rock. Yeah, Ricky Starks is on. Um, I got a, a watch list for 2023 in here, and Ricky Starks is yeah. definitely. Ah, so. uh, awesome! All right, worst male wrestler of 2022. I went with Jake Hager, and I went on went in on him earlier. Um, I I, I don't know why he's there. Like he contributes absolutely nothing to the AEW roster. Yeah. You have all these guys sitting on the sidelines, clamoring to get on TV, and you're wasting time with Jake Hager just walking around looking like a douchebag. You want to know someone else who didn't contribute to their program? <laughs> my, worst, my worst wrestler, Veer Mahan. Veer Mahan. Yeah. They, they put him with a, a tag team, right? In NXT? N- now he is. Yeah, now it's entertaining. Kind of. I still like him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mine, mine for me uh, is uh, Semi Guevara. Uh, crack crack me up because, because like, like, dang, y'all just don't like the JAS, do you? <laughs> Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed in him. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I agree. I when I saw your pick, I, I definitely was like agreed with it because I was like, if you compare his year this year to last year, like, year, it's like yeah, completely yeah. different. Well, you look yeah. at a lot last year too. Once they broke away from the inner circle, and Sammy was doing stuff on his own, like he was TNT champion. Like, if he was on his own doing stuff, I think it would be better for him. Than being put into a group again because he's kind of lost in the shuffle. Like yeah. Sam has more to contribute than Jake Hager does. Like in all honesty, like and that is yeah, and, like, and he's definitely a better in ring talent. I think he his I don't know his direction. Like he yeah, he's like this is lost. Yeah. And it's one of those things like I'm disappointed in him. Like he could very well be wrestler of the year. He has the talent to do it. It's just I I just don't know if he. Is it in it anymore? You know, like you know, wrestling's not important to him anymore or something. Is this? I don't know. It's kind of just fell off. Well, I mean, when you're following Tay Conti around, like that ass is more important than in-ring competition. So. No, <laughs> 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 oh, I mean. <laughs> oh man. Uh, Gerald, how about you? Worst, worst male wrestler for 2022? Uh, I'm a, I, I, it just popped in my head. I know y'all are probably going to think I'm crazy with saying this. But I think Drew McIntyre is probably the worst, only because they don't have anything for him to do. I would agree with you just because I don't like Drew McIntyre. Uh, <laughs> I like him better. I like him better in Impact. Like he, To me, he was getting an Impact, but his like whole Highlander thing and <laughs> WWE, I just I can't get behind it. You know, it's like don't bring the sword down to the ring unless you're gonna cut somebody's ear off. You know? If you're not standing there yelling, there can be only one and chopping someone's head off. I don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Drew's one of those guys. I think needs to go away for a little bit and kind of like re not like repackage, but maybe like recharge. 
Like right. it's one of those things where like we see him every single week and he's doing the same thing every single week. So if he like goes away for a little bit, maybe comes back. Like Drew McIntyre as a heel, amazing. Yeah, when him and uh it's Dolph entire, entire run first yeah. came up with it and heel, that was awesome. His entire impact run was a heel. Well, not I don't think not his entire run, but the majority of it was heel. And that yeah. was probably some of the best in ring work he's done. Mm-hmm. And that's I mean, that's what they yeah. To me, like if he would just kind of like if he wants to be a face, that's cool too. But just be like a badass face instead of like a like a storybook kid. Yeah. Face, you know what I mean? Like no. be a Stone Cold, don't be a, a Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Right. So some of his best work in WWE was when he first came in as the chosen one. And I, like I don't know how where he fucked up at to get kind of straddled with like the three MB thing and just got lost in the shuffle, but like his I mean, his first few months there were I pretty. Enjoyed, so I enjoyed him in Impact. Like him and Bobby Lashley had like yeah. some great matches in Impact. Yeah, I think he just needs to come back as a heel and then switch back to his old music. His old music better. Awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. Best female wrestler of 2022. Uh, I I went with Bianca Belair. I think she her momentum from last year carried over to this year, and she just she's been like a powerhouse all year. So. Like I can't really put put my finger on like anybody that's had a better better year than than Bianca. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna tell you mine in a minute, but I'll let Carl. Uh, yeah, I mean, most of my favorites like have been out for most of the year, you know, lost their respective titles and stuff like that. So I went with Liv Morgan just because you know she's probably like one of the most improved uh, wrestlers, and I think she kind of proved that you know she can uh, carry a title uh, if given a chance, and. Uh, she did pretty good with Ronda, even though Ronda didn't really sell for her all that well. But, I, I agree. Uh, Liv had a breakout 2022. Like this, Liv Morgan like really put herself on the map this year. So. Mm-hmm. Agree. But yeah, I would agree. Bianca Belair probably like this from like start to finish probably had the better year. All right, who you got? I have uh, someone who was champion all year. One being Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose has had had a good 2022, and she's finishing up pretty strongly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Making more money showing her booty hole than she did. Oh. Hey, hey, I ain't gonna say, I mean, if I could share my booty hole and, you know, make, hey. make some money, I would. No, no shame in the game, man. Like, I'm not faulting her, you know, whatever. You want to do something strange for a little change? Have at it, because there's going to be people out there that are willing to pay for it. Like, in all honesty, if I could find a market for my hobbit feet, I'd be selling pictures of my damn feet on the internet. So. <laughs> hey, uh, I will also give an honorable mention as my, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, an honorable mention being uh, Jordan Grace as well, since no one said that either. Which I figured Jordan, Carl would say. Jordan Grace had a good had a good year too. Yeah, she had a, a pretty good year. Nice, Gerald. How about you? That's that's female wrestler. Okay, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out here. It sounds kind of crazy, but I think Athena is high on the list only because. She hasn't done a lot, but she stuck in there, and turning heel made a big difference in her character and her placement. And now she's a Ring of Honor Women's Champion. Yep. Gerald, did you know that I am undefeated against Athena in Words with Friends? No way. Oh, no. Not this fucking story. (laughs) God, (laughs) Gerald. He tells us he tells this story every time. Yeah. He's so proud of it. Two and oh. Yeah. I mean yeah, Athena definitely uh, definitely deserves to be be champion. Oh yeah. That's I just put her that they put her in the ring of honor aspect of it and like I really think she should have been the one to beat Jade Cargill for that for the TBS title yeah because I'm a huge Athena fan but I mean it's like Jade Cargill should have lost that belt to Athena and Jade should have been moved up to like the main uh, women's championship or 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 have Athena win the main women's championship because she's better majority of their women's roster Outside of maybe a few people. Yep. I don't think there's really like anybody in that main title picture. I mean, besides like Hikaru Shida. Like, I love Jamie Hader as women's champion. Like, Jamie Hader's phenomenal. Like, um, she ain't better than Athena. No, she's not better than Athena. No, but it's better than having Britt Baker with the title. Yeah, for sure. Um, I want Thunder Rosa back. Like, I don't think she got a fair... Like, it's the same with CM Punk. Like, she wins the title and gets injured. So, I mean, like, doesn't really get a fair run as a champion. But even that same aspect, like, before she got injured, like, she wasn't on TV. Like, how is your champion not on TV every week? Like, helping, you know, trying to be the face of the women's division. But Britt Baker's on fucking TV every week. But your champion's not. Like, how does that make sense? That, that's just more my gripes with you know cokehead Tony Khan you know, than anything else. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, worst worst female wrestler twenty twenty two. I went Marina Shafir. The problem, Marina Shafir. Here's the problem, Marina. You fucking suck. <laughs> that's the problem. <laughs> Being married to Roderick Strong, one of the best best wrestlers on WWE's roster, does not make you a good wrestler. Yeah. I mean, I was going to go Britt Baker, but I decided to go with Ronda Rousey. Uh, I am not going to lie. I was very shocked you didn't go our pick from last year. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Ronda Rousey. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just I don't see why she gets so big of a push. Because uh, her in-ring work is not all that clean. Name recognition. Uh, all it is. 
Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. She's, she's my she's there. I will say her first run with WWE seemed like she actually cared to be there. This run, she she doesn't want to be there. Like she really doesn't. Like you can tell. I mean, if that's the case, then just put her with Shayna and let them, you know, have her go with the tag titles. Like I mean, I mean, if they really want to do something with her, to be honest, like if I want to see Wanda fight anybody, I would have her fight fucking uh, Bianca Belair, have like a powerhouse versus powerhouse type thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Definitely put Bianca over though. <laughs> right, yeah, definitely put Bianca. Like, don't have Bianca lose to her. But I'm just saying, like, I would rather enjoy that than have her, you know, not sell for Liv Morgan. Yeah. Oh, I Bianca probably could rip whoop her ass <laughs> in real life. <laughs> All right, Garrett, who you, who you got? Worst you so got? I uh I, I very much so agree with Carl's pick, but I don't want to pick the same person. I'm trying to trying to be different here. And then as we were talking, I kind of thought of someone who's I think I, every match I've watched of hers, I've hated watching her wrestle. And that person being who you mentioned earlier, being Ty Conti. I cannot stand watching her wrestle. She is so terrible. Yep. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, can agree on that. <laughs> it is so I, bad. There, there's a reason why people got let go from NXT. She was one of them. Same thing Marina Shafir. There was no improvement. And how long was Shafir with WWE on the NXT brand? Like, she was still with NXT after Shayna got called up. Like, she had yep. nothing to do after they called up Shayna Baszler. Like, they couldn't even use her and Jessamyn Duke as a tag team. And they both ended up getting released for a reason. It doesn't mean you sign them to AEW. But, I mean, when you're, you know, coked up and out of your mind, you sign everybody that's worked for WWE. <laughs> oh, man. I'll say Gerald if you haven't got the theme yet Tony Khan's on uh, cocaine if you haven't figured that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gerald's probably great friends with Tony Khan no, okay. <laughs> Tony's my man but yeah he is, he is a cocaine I'm sorry yeah okay <laughs> 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 all right gerald who you got worst female wrestler so i've got i've got like a, a tie on this one uh and you but god will probably think i'm crazy for saying this the ties are the jay cargill or nikita lyon jay because she i would say jade jade i don't think a single one of us would argue with you She's <laughs> gotten better. I will she say has that. definitely gotten better. Getting better. She got the same skill set, the big boot, and you know, and the the Nikita Lions. All she is is, is T and A. Yeah, all she got is a fat yeah. ass. So I mean, <laughs> fat butt and big boot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Like there, what was that? She tried to do that like drop kick thing, and she completely missed. Yeah, like, nobody there. <laughs> it was just like weird. Yeah, now I wouldn't argue with that at all, Gerald. 
I'm sure some of your listeners are probably think, oh my God, what is this guy talking about? But I will, uh, the one thing I'll say, like, if you give Jade Cargill best anything, it's best pay per view gear. Like, hands yeah, down, yeah. like, pay per view gear is always on point for every yeah. pay per view match she has. So, yeah. Like, I give her that. <laughs> but she's, well, she's I, would, I would like to see a match with her and Bianca. That would be an interesting match. Yeah. Yeah, if, if Jade came through the match without botching something, but that, that's true. <laughs> and this this folks I, is I mean, why we have performance centers. <laughs> I, I definitely like her better than like Britt Baker, like. Uh, but uh, I I mean, to me, it's like they should do it more of like a Goldberg style, and make the matches like a little bit shorter, mm-hmm. just so you're not overexposing her. Inability to wrestle, but she should come in and dominate. I mean, which is what she was doing when they're building her up. But like when you get in the ring with someone like a Nyla Rose, like it's not going to be a match for Jade Cargill. Like it's like two powerhouses going at it. I mean, which is like kind of what you get when you look at like Goldberg. Um, I'm trying to fucking think about like his WCW run because most of his most of his matches were against like the jobbers of WCW. Yeah, like like his I think only- like his first his first big match I remember was like uh, against them and Dallas Page. Like that was long. Yeah, uh, even like even like the match with Raven, like when he won the U.S. title, wasn't that like the match wasn't long? It seemed like it was longer because you had all the interference from the flock members. But it really wasn't like he squashed Raven, like yeah. after dispatching of all the flock. Like that match was probably like the match was probably ten minutes, but it was actually maybe less than that from like the time Goldberg hit the spear on Raven and the jackhammer. So I think Steven Steven Riggle gave him a run for his money. I think. Oh yeah, for sure. He's talking about when uh, Regal scolded him in wrestling. Yeah. Oh yeah. That one. Yeah. Yeah. And that was probably on purpose too. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, let's uh back up here. Best tag team of 2022. Best tag team. Carl, I'll let you go first on this one. Well, uh Chris took my answer. Uh I was gonna say so. I was gonna say I think there's only two answers. I think the four of us can agree. There's one of two answers, and it's either FTR or the Briscoes. I don't think there's any yeah. debate on that. I, I'd probably throw the Usos in there, too. But yeah. I mean, I don't yeah, know. I mean, they, three. Yeah. Yeah. The Usos have, I mean, this year, their matches, like, there's no, like, one match I could look at and say, oh, the Usos did probably good. But, like, career-wise, Usos, yeah, they're one of the best tag teams of all time. Um, but I went with the Briscoes uh, just because uh, I think they had a pretty good year. They're pretty over. Uh, we didn't know what was going to happen with the whole Ring of Honor uh, dissolving. Um, but Tony Khan gave him a chance. So, you know, he did do uh, some good things this year. Um, even though he was doing coke. Uh he kept uh, the Briscoes on TV, and uh, we got to see some pretty good matches. 
But I think the thing with that too is like I think with them picking up the Ring of Honor tag titles uh, from FTR really solidified them being involved with Ring of Honor going forward. And plus, Ring of Honor not actually being on network TV and being a part of the Honor Club subscription is going to help to at least keep you know that name recognition with the Briscoes being associated with Ring of Honor. Because oh, that, that's what you need. Like you, you need to have some of those like old school, like those like long time ROH wrestlers that fans know to get invested into the product. But yeah, I the Briscoe, like it was it was a tough choice for me between FTR and the Briscoes. But FTR, I feel definitely had a great 2022. Kind of started off a little rocky for them, but like they like AAA tag team champions, IWGP tag champs, Ring of Honor tag champs, all at the same time. Um, up until you know the last couple weeks, but it, I mean, they had a hell of a 2022. So. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Here, who'd you end up picking? One of those two? Uh, uh yes. <laughs> I went with the briskets as well. Gerald, who you got best tag team? You got someone different or? Um, no, I'm going with FTR. They are they are the gold standard as far as tag yeah. teams go because they 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 can do old school and they can do the new stuff too. So yeah, oh yeah. I think FTR is that perfect blend of like the the old school and modern tag mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say I did listen to um Dax's podcast this week. Dropped out, dropped the first episode, and it was actually pretty, pretty solid. So they talked a little bit. The majority of the podcast was about um, FTR and CM Punk. So it was, it was pretty good. If you haven't got a chance to listen to it, definitely check that out. Aren't they from uh, North Carolina? Yes. Yes. Actually, yeah. I think. Right. And a uh, uh, little, little, uh, yeah. A little bit of fun trivia for you, Carl. Uh, Dax is actually friends with the Dawsons. Oh right, the Dawsons. <laughs> awesome, good stuff. All right, uh, worst tag team of twenty twenty two. I went with Hit Row. <laughs> I, I cannot go behind Hit Row without Swerve. Um, I think they've since they've been brought back, they they just kind of flopped. Like I was kind of excited for them. I thought they could make it work, but it, it's just been a flop. Yeah. I just take the street profit so I could hate on them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not surprised. Uh, that's funny. Uh, I went with an even worse tag team than both of y'all's combined, and I went with Maximum Male Models. Oh, I started man. to go with it. I started to go with it. It's so bad. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Talking about go away heat. Let's go away. Heat. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Gerald, how about Which you? Which is sad than... because Mansoor can actually fucking wrestle. It's just yeah. the fucking other guy they have in it can't. <laughs> So I I uh I picked Los Lothario. Waste of time. 
Yeah, it is terrible too because both of those guys can go. Yeah. Yeah. They just need like a good storyline and like maybe a better gimmick. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that sucks. That pretty boy thing just don't work. I'm sorry. It's, it, it gets old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least they're not selling like timeshares in Puerto Rico like the colognes were. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, awesome. All right. Best storyline or feud of 2022. Um, my pick was CM Punk and MJF. Okay. I just like, which led to like one of the better matches AEW's had this year, which is the, uh, the dog collar match, uh, of course, between Punk and MJF. So, but yeah, that's probably like one of the best story arcs uh, AEW's produced this year. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, dis- I'm oh. disappointed in you, Chris. Why? I went with uh, Riddle and Rollins. I'll tell you in a minute. Okay. Oh, Riddle uh, and Rollins because it felt real. You know, oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. In the storyline. Yeah. Oh. So some of the best stories are always based in realism. So that was yeah. <laughs> that was a good one. So. Um, right, I'm, dis- I'm disappointing you because I mean the best storyline is Sami Zayn and the Bloodline, right? He's the best it, wrestler, best storyline. It was it was tough for me to pick this one, but like I really like the build up and the culmination of the CM Punk MJF one. So I'm like Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is probably going to be like one of the best storyline feuds of 2023 once it's all said and done. So, very true. Some people are just saying oozy enough. Oh, so have to see what happens at WrestleMania. <laughs> Man, I hope my I hope my prediction comes up true. That'd be so awesome. <laughs> Rikishi? No, no. You oh. remember what it was? The past, yeah. past, present, and future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right, uh, Gerald, what you got? Worst, best, no, um, storyline for you? <laughs> for me, I think the, uh, the FTR Briscoes, that, that match, the first match they had, the build-up was great because the Briscoes do fantastic promo out there okay. on that farm in New Orleans. <laughs> and they make, it, they make it real. I mean, they kept to the chase. So yep. that, that build-up was just when that match happened, everybody was like, yeah, let's get this going. I mean, honestly, like that match, like you didn't have to have promos to sell me on that match. You're telling me I'm getting the Briscoes and FTR for the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships? Mm-hmm. I'm already buying the pay-per-view. Like, I mean, I didn't buy the pay-per-view. I kind of watched the bootleg, but like I'm, I'm already invested. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm invested already. So, love the Briscoes, love FTR. Yeah. All right. Uh, worst storyline or feud? 2022, I went with Hangman and CM Punk. That was so bad. Yeah. French, so. I went I went with uh, Jungle Boy, uh, Christian, slash Luxusaurus, kind of feud. Uh, it was just, I don't know, predictable at some point, kind of stupid at some point. Uh, the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus like cage match. Don't get me wrong, was like a good 
like payoff. Uh, that was a good match, but the story arc could have been handled uh, a little bit better. Yeah, it could have been. Like Christian really couldn't save that that storyline at all, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So. All right, what you got, Garrett? Uh, the f- well, first thing that popped in my brain was the Madcap Moss Baron Corbin storyline. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> so <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah, that that was pretty bad. <laughs> Happy Corbin, <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh Lord, yeah, that was that was pretty brutal. Like I I forgot about that. That's how bad it was. I know. <laughs> it's, it's a shame too because Corbin's not that bad of a wrestler. Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not so on But Madcap Moss impressed me. Like he was better than what I thought he'd be. Uh, but yeah, Corbin. Uh, he was good as the lone wolf. But uh, I, I don't. Know. I don't mean. I don't super hate his gimmick with uh, uh, Leefield. But uh, I like that one. You just. Not, you're just not a big JBL fan. That's uh. I mean, yeah, it's very true. <laughs> I say well it with me. I miss- I would just turn Corbin into like the Brooklyn Brawler and just have him be the squash guy <laughs> for everybody that comes up. And that's the thing. Like up until recently, Corbin's had like the most protected finisher, like for a while. Like nobody kicked out at the end of the day. End of days until was a um, Roman. Roman kicked out. I think mm, so. I think maybe. He was, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what's got? Worst, worst storyline for you to 2022. So, um, that that um, thing they had between Bailey's group and Bianca's group was not good. Yeah, I agree with that. It's just like a rush to get a match together for a pay per view. Right. right. Was- yeah. Yeah, no, it it was it was and there was there was no chemistry. Like Bianca's group didn't really have any chemistry. No, it was just thrown together for the return of Bailey. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, So that was that was kind of a waste of of uh, space. Yeah. Oh, they could have did a better job of. Of throwing together the team, like Bianca's team, you know, rather than it's like, oh, we're a team now, even though we hated each other. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, um, Little Miss Bliss is going to go up against Bianca for the belt. Rather done that already. <laughs> I was never seeing Bailey wrestle her again for like the 10th time. Yeah. <laughs> But now you got now you got to throw in that uh, the Bray Wyatt story arc in there too, which kind of puts a little bit of a different twist to it. Maybe. So, so when Bray Wyatt first came back, there was rumor that he was going to have a group with him, and that just kind of feels like didn't it? No, I think they're still building towards that. So you got like the Uncle Howdy thing and the stuff with Alexa. So I think they're maybe just, Uncle uh, maybe. 
Uncle Hario come out and attack uh, Alexa Bliss. I'll say the title. Maybe there'll be an ant howdy to go after her. I don't know. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, best match of 2022. Uh, let's go first on this one. Uh, this uh, was a hard choice. There's a lot of good matches this year, surprisingly. Like, just going back and kind of revisiting some of them, uh, trying to come up. Because I, I think our original was going to go with uh, uh, um, Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes' Hell in the Cell match. But then I remembered that Sheamus and Gunther had that match at Class of the Castle, and that's probably, like, one of the best matches I've seen in a long time. You're talking about, like, Two people working the hell out of each other. That was a a good match. Yep. That was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Garrett, what you what do you got? Best match, twenty twenty two. Uh I also uh kinda had the same uh thought process as uh Carl with the the Clash of the Castle match, but I went with the other match he said, which was the Seth Rollins Cody Rhodes Hell in the Cell match. Nice. I uh, kind of had this one narrowed down to both dog collar matches. Uh, CM Punk and MJF and FTR and the Briscoes. I ended up going FTR and the Briscoes. I think they um, went above and beyond like anything that Punk and MJF did in their, their matchup. And like these guys just like did everything short of like murdering each other in this damn match. So yeah, it was a good match. Like, Bell to bell, it was it was probably like one of the best matches I've seen this year, like my opinion. All right, Gerald, what you got? Best match. So I don't know what pay per view was on, but it was the one where Cody and Seth went at it, and Cody's shoulder was blue. Hell in the cell. That that was just amazing to watch. That man, you knew you knew he was in pain. And he was still there doing what he was supposed to do and won the match. So I got to give him his props. That was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good match. Definitely definitely up there. And Rollins, you know, kind of attacked the injury. You know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. he sold it sold it pretty good, too. Uh, that, that was a pretty solid match. Mm-hmm. It just uh, – I, I went with the Gunther and um, – and Seamus match just because, you know, they were drawing blood on each other. They were fucking... I remember you and I talking to each other about this match. We're like, holy shit, these guys are beating the living <laughs> fucking hell out of each other. <laughs> I mean, it was like... They're standing back in gorilla, like, let's just go beat the shit out of each other. I mean, I, I, the way they were going at it, though, I would thought like one of them slept with the other one's old lady the night before. Or something. It was, it was, it was brutal. Oh man, <laughs> awesome! Oh, right. worst match of twenty twenty two. I'll kick this one off. I went with Jade Cargill versus Marina Shafir for the TBS Championship. <laughs> it, you don't get much worse than that. <laughs> yeah. I uh it's funny, it's funny you say that. I actually also went with a Jade Cargo match. 
And really? it was uh, Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill versus Anna J at Double or Nothing. <laughs> okay. And I also have an honorable uh, mention. My honorable mention is any match Ronda, Res- Ronda Rousey wrestled. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with uh, a match that was at the Return of the Dragon. Uh, Danny Mouse versus AK, uh, the Ninja. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's odd. You're pretty into that Ninja, though. What I say, Picade? Oh, Ninja, a leg. <laughs> <laughs> we believe in you, Ninja. <laughs> it was, yeah. I don't know who Danny Miles is, but he wasn't that good. Like, besides, yeah, that, I don't know why, yeah, I don't know why they have him as the the champion of big time wrestling. Like as much other names as they get on the card, like owner's nephew or something. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Awesome. All right, Garrett, what you got? Worst match. No, you already said your worst match. I already said my worst match. Yeah. Uh, Gerald, worst match. So, as, as much as I like the Nature Boy, I'm sorry. That last match of his sucked. Oh, come <laughs> on, Gerald. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, it was, this never should have been done. Um, <laughs> I forgot to put this in there, but Ricky Ricky Steamboat was approached for the match. He did turn it down, and his reasoning, he found out Ric Flair was wrestling with a pacemaker, and he didn't want to be involved in that match if something went something went down. Like, if Flair had, like, you know, unfortunately, like, passed away during in the matchup or anything, Steamboat didn't want to be, like, anywhere a part of that. That's why he turned it down. Plus, uh, I mean, you, you like, you know, you can have both of them go at each other, and that's what everybody would want. Uh, yeah. At least with, you know, Jay Lethal and Jared, you can get a decent match out of it. Mm-hmm. I think um, the match we got, Return of the Dragon, that six-man tag match was was awesome. So. Yeah. I enjoyed it. So. Yeah, it was good. But, but me, I'm like more of I'm a bigger Steamboat fan than I am a Ric Flair fan. I'm a, I'm a bigger Ric Flair fan, but Steamboat did right because he he didn't stay in the ring too long. Uh, yeah, like I think Flair kind of overdid it with his time a little bit. So, so how was that match with the Rock and Roll Express and the Briscoe? That was really good. That was, was good. good. I mean, I think Ricky Morton almost got his eye knocked straight, but uh. Robert you, Gibson. You, wait, wait. Robert mean, Gibson. Wait, I don't. I'll say I never saw Ricky Morton. I just saw an eighty-year-old woman in tights. Guess <laughs> 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 Robert Gibson is one that was the eye messed up in. Yeah. 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 I we're we're and I were standing in line to meet uh, uh Ricky Steamboat and we we're looking around and there's this woman standing at uh, the Rock and Roll Express's table and literally from behind it looked like fucking Ricky Morton. <laughs> <laughs> I 
She had the same uh, bangs and everything. <laughs> yeah, the same hair, same body shape, everything. So. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, she had on like what it looked like to be wrestling. She had on wrestling, what we thought was wrestling tights, because I saw her like walking by and I was like, oh, there goes uh, Ricky Morton. And I'm like, oh, no, wait a minute. <laughs> That's not Ricky Morton. <laughs> oh. All right. Uh, 2023 predictions and watch list. Uh, for me, I'll run through these real quick. What I have listed here, I've got um, Cody winning the WWE Championship, FTR returning to WWE, Punk returning to AEW, and Nick Aldis signing with AEW. Those are my uh, predictions for 2023. All right. I didn't come yes. up with predictions. Uh... <laughs> so I just kind of it was like a off the whim type thing. Uh, I also predict that uh, my big prediction for 2023 uh, is that uh, um, Solo Sokoa will win the Royal Rumble and we'll get a triple threat match at WrestleMania between uh, Sokoa, Roman Reigns, and The Rock. And uh, Roman Reigns will pick up the victory uh, over his little cousin uh, and not have The Rock take the pinfall. That good enough prediction. Uh, that's that's a good prediction. Okay. <laughs> I can I can see that. I I think it'd be a great match. And we talked about that before. Nice, Garrett. Got any any predictions for twenty twenty three? Uh, yeah, that the uh, Wrestle Begin podcast will keep going. That's my prediction. Well, that, that's uh, not a prediction. I fucking quit. I gotta go back to doing it by myself. It'll keep going. <laughs> so, they'll just get shorter. <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, Okay, I'll give you my only prediction I can think of off the top of my head, which will be that uh, Grayson Waller is going to be the next NXT champion. I I can see that. I can see that at some point. At some point, he's going to be. He's just one of those guys. Like he's he's good in the ring, and it's like he really makes you hate him. Yep. <laughs> like he's got that great heel. Heal ability. Awesome. Gerald, how about you? Any any predictions for this year? So, uh, yes. Uh, I think Cody's going to win the titles at WrestleMania. I do believe. I think Sammy and Kevin are going to win the tag titles at WrestleMania. Because that, that's a good build-up to what's going on, I think. Because eventually they're going to turn on Sammy. And um, the AEW world title will probably be held through the year. It's going to do a long, a long simmering thing to keep it because they, they they've not really had a title holder hold a title for a long time. This is the perfect person to do it. Just to hold it. No, because uh, the last who's the last one? Jericho. Moxley held it. Moxley held it for a long time. Yep. Oh, okay. 
But that was like he's like the second person to have it here. That was yeah. like a couple years ago. Because a, a heel champion is is better to hold a title than a a, a face champion for a long period of time. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's always, and MJF, MJF's the best thing they got on the roster. So. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not really anybody, anybody I see taking that title off MJF anytime soon. But. You know what? I have another prediction. I, I I just thought of one in my brain. We're gonna MJF get doesn't look to be. yeah. Well, <laughs> no, we're gonna get some sort of collab by the end of the year. With WWE and New Japan. Like more than just like maybe more than just like we Paul say. Anderson defending yeah. the title. <laughs> more than that. We come out like a calendar or something. Like like you know what? I I'll do a bold prediction like like Carl likes to do. You want my bold prediction, Carl? How do you, how's this sound? Survivor okay. series, WWE versus New Japan. Never have. <laughs> <laughs> but how I, fucking awesome would it be, though? It's a real question. That'd Jay be White awesome. Royal, Jay White in the Royal Rumble this year. There you go. Yeah, that's a good vote prediction. <laughs> <laughs> then it'd be good. Awesome. All right. Uh, I put together like a little watch list here of people that I think are going to have a good 2023. Um, Ricky Starks, Ethan Page, Josh Alexander, some that we mentioned already. Um, Sol Ruka, who has been uh, making some waves recently on uh, NXT's Level Up, uh, especially with that nice uh, backflip um, diamond cutter that she's been doing. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Of course, yeah, the new NXT Women's Champion, Roxanne Perez. Um, which has already been on a roll anyway. She was the uh, the Ring of Honor Women's Champion when ROH went on hiatus um, as Roxy. Uh, Wardlow, I think, will have a good 2023 if they build him up right. Top Flight um, is getting some play up there as well. Um, Mike Bailey, Speedball Mike Bailey. And uh, Jacob Fatu. Uh, I have also heard since our match last week that the uh, the Amish chicken has gotten some contract offers, so uh, you might want to stay tuned for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do have one other prediction. I think Willow Nightingale will end up defeating Jay Cargill for that belt. That'd be awesome. I can see that. I love good. that. I love Willow. I do too. She's awesome. It's fun. It's fun to watch. Oh, all, right. all right. You guys got anything to add to like watch list for next year? Uh, Moose always found him. <laughs> Moose needs a bigger platform. So yeah, so if I was WWE, I would sign him. Restart the hurt business, and then. Have him turn on Bobby Lashley like uh, Rock did Farouk uh, and the nomination. Start giving Lashley pictures of himself. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine like Bobby man. Lashley and Moose as a tag team though? Like that would be like fucking. Man. That'd be awesome. 
that'd be solid. I would I would love that. Uh, that'd be great. Nice. Well, I, I saw the day that they were doing some Russells were doing uh, tribute to Sheldon Benjamin for his 20 years with uh, WWE. It'd be nice to see him get a run at uh, a U.S. Championship or the IC Championship. Just something. Could he put his time in? They should. They should give him something. We've been yeah, saying that. Know. We've been saying that for like 10 years. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Benjamin is like one of my favorite wrestlers of uh, of all time, and he definitely is probably the most underutilized, underappreciated, uh, underrated superstar that WWE's ever had on their roster. Absolutely, um, and he should have got his push boy back in the day for the world title, but you know, stuff was different so, back then. So Chris, next year you should have a, a category for the most underappreciated wrestler. <laughs> Shelton Benjamin will be on that list every year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> every year. Oh, awesome. All right. Uh, no holds barred this week. What you guys got? Uh, uh, we got some bowl games coming up. Uh, what do you think about Dobbs starting uh, starting last night, Garrett? Did you see any of that? No, I did not. I have not really watched college football. I was oh. about uh, pro football. Titans. Oh. That was the Titans. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Cowboys last night. Oh. Who won? Oh, I definitely didn't watch it. I'm sorry. Cowboys won. Cowboys won. Cowgirls? Uh, Cowgirls, whatever you want to call them, they won. Uh, Dobbs made his first uh, the at least ever. Do he look any good? He looked better than Luke Willis. <laughs> uh, so he may be the starter, you know, going forward for the Jacksonville game. Yep. Uh, I uh, I also put in the Pele news, which is a very sad thing. For soccer? For soccer, yeah. Passed away. What day did he pass away? This week. So Wednesday? Tuesday? I don't remember which I thought day. It was yesterday. I heard about it. Maybe yesterday. it was yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday. I don't remember. But like without him, you don't have half the soccer players that play nowadays. Yeah. Is it inspiration for that sport? I know Chris has no idea who that is. <laughs> Chris didn't know soccer was a sport. Oh, yeah, well that too. I'd hope so. Yeah, Paleo's fin- uh, famous for doing that um that backflip kick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why it's called the Pele kick. Yeah, Do you think AJ Styles stole it from? Yeah, I know. He's not that ignorant to sports. <laughs> <laughs> just, just like <laughs> so. <laughs> I know older self. Like that's pretty much it. <laughs> you got any uh, bow predictions, uh, Garrett? Uh, I don't. I I honestly haven't even looked at it. I ain't gonna lie. Okay. So we won't sorry. do kicks, I guess. It's all good. I'm sorry. Sorry. All right. So let's get into a wrestler of the week. Garrett, it was your pick. What you got for us? So this week I picked Kota Bushi. <laughs> yeah, I did pick your mom. <laughs> sorry. But I picked Kota Bushi. 
Um, and the match I picked uh, was Abushi versus Nakamura at Wrestle Kingdom 9 for what I believe was for the Intercontinental Championship. It was a super solid match. Definitely should go back and watch it. And then my bonus funny match, uh, Kota Ibushi versus Yoshihiko, uh, which is a blow-up doll, basically. <laughs> it is stupid and funny all at the same time. Pretty good match. Better than some of the matches on TV. But, <sighs> gotta love it. You had Ibushi wrestling a doll. Kenny yep. Omega wrestled a broom. Yep. <laughs> and a nine-year-old he... girl. <laughs> yeah, but did he wrestle the doll too? I think so. Yeah, Kenny Omega. I think Kenny Omega wrestled the doll too. Yeah, it's yeah. the same one. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got beat up by a nine-year-old girl. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, she dropped kicked the shit out. No, he dropped kicked the shit out of her. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Oh, awesome. All right, wrestler of the week, Kota Bushi, got a couple matches there. So make sure. Um, we get those links in the uh, description for this week, so you guys can check those out. Um, also, theme of the week, Carl, your pick for theme of the week. What you got? Uh, I added it into the notes because uh, I didn't know if we were starting back up. So <laughs> I, I went with uh, Sting, uh, his TNA uh, uh, theme, uh, Slave Me. Nice. Awesome. All right. Awesome stuff there. Good stuff this week. All right. So that's pretty much going to do it for us, y'all. So we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. Um, hopefully, we helped fill out your 2022 with some entertaining wrestling talk. Uh, try to be as entertaining as possible for you guys and to give you a shit podcast. Um, but you can be the judge of that. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. Looking forward to spending 2023 with you. Um, as you guys go into the, the new year, we wish you all a safe and fun end of 2022 and start of 2023. We appreciate you guys. Um, thank you, Gerald, for hopping on with us this week and giving us some insight um, with your best and worst and the other input that you added this week. We appreciate it. So we'll definitely have to have you on again in the near future. Yes, I would love to be part of this again. Thank you. You're welcome. You can share it with all your friends, tell us to listen to us and yeah. all that fun stuff. <laughs> just, uh, just for just forewarn them of the, the vulgar and the dick jokes and <laughs> Hey, at least we got an actual real comedian on <laughs> Yes, we, we're in the presence of a thespian. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Carl, that doesn't mean he's in the. It's not a chick in the chick. <laughs> it's a lesbian, not a thespian. <laughs> awesome. Well, we appreciate it. Um, again, thank you guys for checking this out. Um, like I said, look forward to having, having some more fun in 2023, some more wrestling talk, good times. So. Thanks, guys. And we'll check you all next week. Later, Marks. I'm about to go wrestle a blow-up dog. No holds barred. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think your wife appreciates being called a blow-up dog. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm I'm on Amazon trying to find one. Good thing she don't listen to this. (laughs) Oh, it's a good thing my wife doesn't listen to this. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) 